0: And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Park, All Ireland football champion for 1949. All oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. <laughs> Dimpsey hits Darren fair Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hit Infinity.
2: Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast, Davey Justman and am Nicky Brennan here with you as always. Davey, um, I suppose we, we we had plenty of uh, county teams out on the weekend, the most, the uh, uh, under-20s, the men. Um, we, we, we'll quickly go to Sunday, very briefly, we'll come back to it in a few minutes. You, you made the trip down to the Treaty County,
0: um, were you treated well down there? yes i was a very hospitable county mickey i have to say first time really been down there i haven't been out in it before but i'll be back
2: yeah and you treated yourself to a fine hotel i believe as well You're, you're you're starting to really um spoil yourself these days
0: yeah these away days are great actually um I suppose it's a novelty of not playing the same teams over and over again and that. But yeah, I'd like to be doing it in Division 1, but I think we're going to have to wait another couple of years before we get to that stage yet. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, but maybe not just this. Year. Uh, baby steps, David. Baby steps. Um, We'll come back to Limerick in a couple of minutes. So I suppose we'll get started, David. We're going to go to the Kamogues first and a great weekend for me Camogie. They won the Leinster Minor B final on Sunday and they also... The seniors had a great victory over the nemesis from Westmead, um, two thirteen to one six, um, and they're away to Calvin next in that one. But going to that minor B final, um, brilliant, uh, brilliant season for them. Beat Kilkenny in the semi final and then they went on to beat Leash, um, one eleven to one nine on Sunday. And uh, Kerry Cole, the youngster there, being the the player of the match in the Leinster final, a great accolade to receive.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Terrific achievement. Really, really good. And a great weekend for the Comogs all around, as you say, Mickey. And it's interesting that I know we, t- we talk about probably in similar terms to the Mead lads in that the younger players that are coming through these minor teams are likely to supplement the, the adult teams in the near future. And with the Comogs, it's probably a li- little bit sooner than the likes of the Mead seniors will, will be seeing them. So that's great and that's hugely positive. And I suppose for, for the seniors as well, it's, it's good to see great quality coming through because obviously a number of players have stepped aside in recent times, the likes of Jane Dole and Sinead Hackett um, uh, and a few others as well. So I, I think that's, it bodes well for the future, basically.
2: And that Westmead team also drew with the tabletoppers, Kerry, who beat Mead last week. Um, So, you know, who stole that one as it was in the second half against Mead. Um, so to put in a, a huge victory like that, two thirteen to 1-6, um, against a team who drew with the top team, that's that's a statement of intent. Maybe the, the girls were caught in the hop against Kerry last week.
0: Yeah, possibly that was a really strange game against Kerry because they they were very good in the first half with a wind, and they just didn't really come out after half time. But this was a far more complete performance. And any from an and Grace Coleman, they've got two players at the very top of their game. They contributed two nine between them which is outstanding. Aoife Minogue, obviously, we know she's doing the dual thing and she had a rare week off from the football so she could focus solely on the camogie and she proved her worth with two goals and three points. And Grace Coleman has been given probably a role, a, a, a really important role in this team that maybe she hasn't had before and she seems to be absolutely thriving in that sort of atmosphere and environment. And the likes of the younger players as well, like Abby Donnelly, uh, Livio Halloran, for Avian Lally and Eve Daly, like they they all contributed and chipped in as well. Great, great win for them. Really good uh, bounce back as well, and it puts them right back into contention, Mickey.
2: Yeah, they're right back up there. They're joint second place on six points with Derry. Uh, Derry you have a game in hand, but it looks like things their game at leash. There's no result in for that one. Um, but um, uh, even would say Derry won that one. They they'd be in third place behind Kerry um, and that game against Derry will look like it could be a pivotal game later in the year. But next up for me is a trip down the entry to Calvin um, next Saturday. And uh, the, the destination is to be confirmed and the referee, etc. but it is on next Saturday. So best luck to the girls in that one. Um, so two out of two for the folks, Davey. And then when we move on to the men, uh, there was no hurling this weekend, but there was under-20s action in the football, and of course the men travelled down to Limerick on Sunday. Um, One out of two here, but it was a case that, I suppose suppose on Sunday, a draw for Mead against Limerick, down in Limerick, it it could have went either way at the end of this game, so probably a fair result was a share of the spoils, but Mead squandered another two-point lead heading into injury time.
0: They did after working so hard to get themselves back in the game, trailing by four points at half time. You know, um, listen the way the other results went, it's probably not the worst of results. But take that aside from the grand scheme of things, it's, it's a very disappointing result in that you can't go down to Limerick and get a win. Um, just making it extremely hard for ourselves, even even without managing the game with the two point lead, the fact that we had to claw back a four point halftime deficit is an issue in itself. And we're giving them a head start like that into the second half and giving them 10 points in the first. So there's a load of different things that, that are contributing to where we're at at the moment. And we're not too far away, I don't think. I, I just think we need a little bit more structure and organisation about the whole thing and things will will improve. And I have no doubt the results will improve then as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it was a... It was a... It was a game that, as we said, could have got away from them. Um, They managed to claw it back, and in the end, it was a share of the spoils. We do have a full review over on our Loyal Royals podcast, um, and we have interviews from Geordie Morris and Colm O'Rourke in that one. So please do head on over there and uh, listen to the podcasts on... Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. We have a whole host of podcasts coming out this week. David Rispin is uh, probably going to get the sack from doing the Match Day Diary because since we won't started doing the Match Day Diary podcasts, um, Mead haven't managed to win. So um, maybe we might do we might do that one for, for the Dublin game, Davey. But we will be putting out that one. We have the Mead Review. We have the All-County Football League Review uh, podcast as well. And we will be doing uh, an All-County Football League round two Preview and predictions podcast as well. So there's a whole host of podcasts coming out to you this this week. So do head not head on over to Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. Um, Davy, uh, we said it already. There was one win um for for the men this weekend, and it was the under twenties, two nineteen to Mead, four points to Antrim. This game played in Screen on Friday evening, massive victory for Mead. That meant that they went to the top of the table. It meant as well that on Saturday that Tyrone were taken on Down and that Tyrone would have to win by a 15-point or more margin against uh, Down. It didn't uh, come to fruition. Mead topped the table and now they set up a final of the Leo Murphy Cup against Mayo, which takes place next Saturday afternoon as well.
0: Super stuff. Um. Listen. Take Antrim aside; they're probably not the stiffest of opposition for John McCarthy's men. But this was a proper performance from start to finish. They really blew their opponents away. on frame to the four as always, but Alan Bowden as well. They they chipped in with one fourteen between them, one seven for Frame, seven points for Alan Bowden, all from play. Alan Bowden, and he's he's a really likable sort of player. What I love about Alan Bowden is he works so so hard, and probably. Up to now, hasn't maybe got the scores to to put himself in the same ilk as an own friend, but he's clearly added that to his game. He's good off both feet. He's uh, as he said, he's he's one of those players that you'd absolutely love to manage because he's just a great lad. And um, there was good contributions from the machine, like, Kyo, Liam Stafford, and Connor Gray as well. It's a it's a good performance. They rolled in six or seven subs as well, so they utilized the whole squad. Um, first bit of game time I think they've got into Killian Smith which was good to see we know that Killian along with Rhea McConnell and a few of the other guys are are going on all fours at the minute with with club, county and college or school Um, so great to get a bit of game time into him and this is a final to look forward to I don't think John McCarthy will lose too much sleep or he'll get overly excited about the final because they have got far bigger fish to fry come championship but the early omens are good for me and they're playing very well at this moment in time
2: yeah, absolutely, and 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 as you said, there's a number of players that aren't probably available to John McCarty at the moment, so it's great to be able to go and win these games, play these games, play the final next week as well, without showing your full hand um, per se. You know, um, so going up against Mayo in the Leo Murphy Cup final and knowing that that's probably not going to be your starting 15 come Championship
0: team. No, I, I'd love to know like, what the management think of what, what would be their best 15 at the moment. Because I'd say it's extremely hard to pick. There's so many players staking a claim, um, which is all positive. And as you say, some really key men to come back into it as well. So it's it's all good. And I think there's an awful lot expected of this team. But so far, they look like they're going to live with the pressure absolutely fine. And uh, I think they're going to give us a, a right good run of it, hopefully.
2: Yeah, best of luck to John McCarty and the lads next Saturday. As you said, probably won't lose too much sleep over it, but it is a chance for Silverware and they'll be taking on Leo and that Leo Murphy Cup final. Also taking place next Saturday at three pm in Dr. Cullen Park is uh, an All-Ireland final that's going to see O'College or O'Carlin College of Nobor uh, taking taken on St. Pat's of Castle Island. Um Davy, a number of Castletown players there's a number of not me players from all over the place um, on on this team, but number of Castletown players who just it just
0: doesn't stop for them. No, it doesn't. I think I think Castletown have something like nine players on the panel now. That they're not all obviously playing adult football yet. A lot of them are still playing minor with Castletown. Then you've got the Norberlads, You've got Kilmaine and Wood with a raft of fellas as well, including two or three very good first team players, the likes of Killian Russell, uh, Rean Stafford, um, and. Uh, Dara Smith as well. So there's, there's great, great quality every which way. There's a couple of, there's a, an O'Hare as well from Rakeney. There's just such a lovely blend. Um, and they have been just barnstorming through everything in their wake. They've conceded three points in their last two games, (laughs) like at the latter stage of an All-Ireland championship. They're just way too good for this level. They're, they're probably way too good for any level. And I have absolutely no doubt they're going to claim an All-Ireland championship next weekend, which is, which would go down as one of the great achievements for them. Um, what Like unbelievable what's going on there.
2: Yeah, it'll be absolutely incredible if they can uh, bring home the cup next Saturday. It's in Dr. Cullen Park. It's 3 p.m. on Saturday. St. Uh, Pat's of Cole Island will be uh, looking to try and stifle this O'Carlin College uh, uh, juggernaut. Um, but we don't think that that's going to happen. Um, Davey, it's remarkable. Anyway, um, we'll move on. And what we'll do is, um, I'm wondering, Davy, do you have the GA predictions um, in gapredictions.com? In we'll go to the club fixtures and results in a couple of minutes' time. But um, I'm kind of um, I'm kind of giddy when it comes to to the GA predictions this week
0: because hmm, you've had a decent week, Mickey. Did I? You? Did I? Oh, did yeah, I? All yeah. oh,
2: right. Okay, I didn't. I didn't realize. <laughs>
0: uh, you're hot off the press. Before we go any further, we have to congratulate Sean Fitzgerald. He's the weekly winner with 47 points. So congratulations to Fitzy. He's the 100 euro winner. Uh, Lisa McDonald from St. Colum Kill, second with 43. And then three players uh, locked on 41. They'll get 20 quid each as well. But to more important and pressing issues, Mickey, it's the actual We Are Mead League standings. Um, and Nicky Gogan, incredibly, Mickey, last year's winner of the We Are Mead League, who was struggling for most of this this year's, Accumulated a massive 40 points in round five to propel himself to top spot again. Um, Absolutely brilliant from him. He won the jersey last year. He's in pole position to do so again. He's on 159 points at the moment. But breathing down his neck is Zach Ziggy Griffin from Column Kill. He's on 158, 33 points to show from his round. Then it's Donegal Lynch on 157. Fergal Lynch is still up there with 156. Pat Lynch up there with 154. Some really high scores this week. 150, then it's Terry Bruton. Garrett Lynch has got 148 as well as myself. Um, Matthew Hurley's on 147, Shane McNiff on 146, James Lynch on 145, Barry Hand on 144, 143 for Shamey Gallagher, 142 for Shane Mulvaney, Thomas Smith, and Gerard Smith. 140 for Sean Hughes, Shane Mangan. 138 for Porrick Durkin and James O'Dwyer, Stephen Connolly, Nicholas Finley, Brian and and Robert Perfield all have 137. It's 136 shared by Niall Tallon, Susan Farland, and Thomas Burke. 134 is Jaxer Kavna, uh, Henry Clifford, and Thomas McLeod. 129 for Keith Sheeran. 128 for Ryan O'Rourke. 127 for Kevin Coyne, Kira Lawler, Alan Tormey. 126 for Damien Farley and Brian Flynn. 125 for yourself, Michael Brennan, Mags Joyce, and Leo Weldon. One two four for Colum Finlay, one two three for David Byrne, Richie Quigley's on one two one, Gary Alders on one twenty, as well as Alan McCormick, Barry Crowley and Kieran Shanky have got one hundred nineteen. Aideen Smith is on one sixteen, Con Cleary and Shane Riley are on one thirteen. Declan Masterson has one twelve, as well as Colin O'Brien, who actually missed the week. Would you believe? Oh, lovely! I love it. it. Yeah. So uh, that he'll, he'll have some fear when he listens to this. Uh, Jamie Costello, Jason Keelan, have got one ten. Horace Carlin's got one oh nine. David Nolan's got one oh eight, and that's all from the the people who have actually played all the week so far, basically. All the weeks except for Colin, Colin O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. David how many points did you have this week? I I actually did a decent off week, thirty three. Okay, and how many did I have? You had thirty four. Thirty four.
2: So call back a point, okay. Um, uh, I thought I was going to call back a few more. Um, the draws are killing me, David. Um, uh, I need to hit a couple of draws. There wasn't
0: many. There was one. Was yeah, it needs the only one. And you would have done well to have called that, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I never back against Mead. Um, so I don't. And you definitely wouldn't have been back in uh, Limerick to get a draw against it this week. But uh, just, it just is. let me go
0: into Sean Fitzgeralds for a second. Oh, he didn't pick the draw either. In fairness, he picked Mead. He picked Maid must have been bang well. on the money everywhere else. His, his yeah. maximum points he could have got was 49 if they all won. So, what did he say? He ended up with 47. 47. 46, you only get the meet result wrong, you must have. Oh my god, yeah, that being, that's it. Nice game, layer. Oh, for huh? god's sake, yeah, but he would have put me in, that and they would have let him down,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh well, look, um, I thought. I thought I might claim or pull back a few more points than that on you this week, but look, it'll have to be next week and the week after um, when I pull them back on Again, just to remind everybody that there's €200 on offer every week, but gapredictions.com is the core fundraiser and uh, the winner um, gets a share of the 200 in second and third place as well um, on a weekly basis, get a share of the spoils. So um, get on over there and uh, try and win your share of €200 Euro on a weekly basis.
1: Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910, or in store in Clonard County Meath.
0: Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Davey,
2: um going back to the club results, the All-County Football Leagues uh, started on what, Thursday, I think it was, um, maybe even on Friday. And uh, yourselves, Davey, your game was called off. You set a training session and went on a team bonding session in Navan you No, know, in Kells. Oh, in Black- Kells. yeah, in yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And uh George Kunker was away playing darts and he actually won his game and he came back in jovial form into the pub at about twelve o'clock. But we were all leaving to go home because we're all really good lads. Yeah. So um yeah, we were celebrating the win. So great start for us and we're we're off to a winning start.
2: Yeah, um you played well, I believe. I did, yeah, I trained well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy lordy. Um how's the injury anyway? Would you have been available for selection?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I got the whole week last week. So, uh, no, all good. Yeah. And so whole, far, touch wood. You, you get another week's rest as well.
2: Anyways, we're going to start in your division, 3B. And uh, St. Mary's got the walkover from St. Paul's um, on Friday evening. Disappointing there. Eastern Gales obviously gave Corton the uh, uh, walkover as well on Friday. Centralstown on Friday evening. Uh, out in Beaupark. Put drum, Condra to the Sword. 3 tw- or 623 to one goal and six, we did say that this is a uh, a Central stand team that are probably in a wrong wrong division. Um, but they they they, they can only do what's uh, asked of them, and they really did go out and put them to the sword. Uh, on Saturday, Slane got the better of Clonard three fourteen to one six, and Navan speedboards beat Boards Mill Davy on a scoreline of one sixteen to seven points. Um, that was one that we didn't see coming um with the first team oh did I did yeah I... Uh, no no
0: you didn't no, no. pick Portsmouth
2: as well I think I I think I did um that's that's a great win for for second team
0: yeah they had a had more than a hint of first team Personnel available to them but um really really good performance from them uh Jack Jack um Jack McConnell and Carty and a few other guys, Own Joyce was playing too. So they had some decent players on it. Yeah, good win for them. Boardsmill, Mill, not a good week for them though. No, absolutely
2: not. And uh,
0: uh,
2: they'll all be looking to bounce back next week.
0: And um, We will be doing a full
2: review of all the leagues on our Patreon podcast. Where we're just going to run through the results. And of course, we're going to be doing previews and predictions of next week's uh, fixtures as well. So um, in the Tommy Dowd Oil Football uh, League Division 3A, um, the first one up we have here is Kilbride against Moila. This game played on Saturday. Kilbride 2 12, Moila one goal and six double scores. St. Bridget's 4 11. See Column Kills 15 points of his same amount of scores each, but goals win games. Four of them coming for St. Bridget's on the weekend. Um, In Trim on Sunday, it was Trim's second team, six goals and 12 points to and Woods, one goal and 11. So whoever said that things weren't going well in Trim were wrong. Um, On Sunday, in uh, one of the ones that I called, in Park, Bollygib, in Gibstown, Tones, three goals and 12 Summerhill, two goals and seven. The two best predictions I made last week were that the two games that were down for Kilberry would be switched to Body Gibson. Um so Wolf 3-12, Summerhill, two goals and seven. And then in Simonstown on Sunday, it was Minalti who got came away with the victory. Two goals and twelve to Simonstone second teams, eleven
0: points. Any of them
2: stand out for you, Davy? Maybe the Trim Kilmainham wood one.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I know Kilmain and water are missing a lot of players at the minute, but that's a great win for Trim. Really, really impressive. And uh, a lot of the rest of them kind of going, going with script, you know, wins for Minolte, wins for Kilbride, etc. So So, um, yeah, <coughs> Bridget's Bridget's is a big win, actually. I didn't really see that coming, I have to say. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And we thought that the column Kills would have a massive um, uh, star-studded second team. Um so moving on now to, uh, sorry, that's we're going to have to move up now to Division 2. We're going to Division 2B and the results from uh, this one. On Friday night, it was in Ballon Lock. Ballon Lock, two goals and ten. Gail Column kill, 15 points in the local derby. An absolute cracker. That one, that one ebbed and flowed right the way through, but the goals uh being the difference for Ballon Locke. Um it, I got think they got the goal, both of those goals in the first half as well. Um in Castleton on Friday night, it was Castleton 116, Karen Ross 114, a two-point victory for Castleton. Um in Sean Newman Park on Saturday, St. Dalton's 117. Longwood seven points, concern and result there for Longwood. And on Sunday, Clonagale, 18 points, in Peterson Boyne's second team two goals and seven. And then finally, Rathote against screen in the second team, uh, against second team, Rathote seven 13, screen eight points. Any of them standing out for you, David?
0: No, no major shocks there. I am um, Castletown. Made heavy weather at Karen Ross. I think they were five points yeah. down at halftime, but it was a very different Castletown side to the one we're used to. And Lock and Gail Kill was a cracker. I think Fionn Ferguson hit something like 11 points ten, out of 15. 10 points, yeah. 10 points out of 15 for column Kill. Yeah. There you go. And really put Lock to the pin in their collar. But they just about maintain the bragging rights in that. Yeah, they do indeed.
2: Um, moving down then to Division 2A, and uh, the results from Division 2A. On Saturday, St. Pat's two fourteen, Beliver 1-5. St. Vincent's 1-9, Kilmainham 6 points. Um, big victory there for St. Vincent's. Nobber, 3 goals and 10. Blackhall Gales, 1 goal and 13. Uh, um, a 3-point victory there for Nobber. And that one, Drumbar it's 4 goals and 7. Dunshockland, 12 points, uh, uh, the four goals being uh, massive scores in that game for Dunbar Emmets. Uh, Dunseany won eleven. Dunbar Ashburn six points, and finally Meath Hill twelve points. Bechtve won four. Bechtve struggling uh, in the early part of this season, Davy.
0: Yeah, that's that's not only five scores do you have know, to put up. I know yeah. there was only five points in the game, but it was a comprehensive victory for Meath Hill. I don't think uh, to- they're, yep. they're
2: struggling to score generally uh, the, uh, so far this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the that's four defeats, I think, on the spin now. So they'll want to they'll want to get points to the board asap. Um, I think the commanding one probably they're just missing too many players. Good win for Vincent and saying that and Pat's just march on commanding victory.
2: Yeah, moving on then to Division One B games played here between Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Saturday, Friday, Oldcastle two six. St. Michael's twelve points. Uh, Michael's um, uh, getting a draw away. From home in that North Mead Derby. Panna Bracky, 3.10, Waterstown, three points. Again, the Jekyll and Hyde of Waterstone coming out once again. Um, Minalvi, two goals and eight, while Kenny, two goals and six on Saturday. Um in Centralstown on Saturday as well, Centralstone 113, seven nine points. And then finally, um on Sunday, it was Navenham 117.
0: Curaha, one goal and ten. Navano O'Matney's with two victories from the weekend, Davey. Yeah, good start for them all round. A um, lot of last-minute drama in this group. Uh, Oldcastle needed a last, yeah. last penalty to get themselves a draw against Michael C.J. Healy. And Manalvi needed a 62nd-minute goal from Cottle McCabe to steal the victory against Rackenny, Um, a game in which Pora Karnan played in for Manalvi. So, uh, And what a victory for Balna as well. Waterstown just three points, that's all they mustered against them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's concerning, but the fun thing is is that it's it's
2: it's nearly like good cop, bad cop with, with Waterston. So one week they have a good game, the next week they have a poor game, the next week they have a good game. So we're expecting a big bounce from them uh, in round two of the All-30 Football League. So moving on then to the top division, Division 1A and the results from the weekend. So on Friday night, there was two games. In Shockland, one goal and 10. Dunham or Ashburn, 11 points. The bragging Wrights. Um, over uh, around Saint Mead, going to Dunshockland on that one. Great victory for them over Dunmore Ashburn. Simonstown one goal in sixteen. St Colin kills one goal in eleven. A five point victory for Simonstown. Who? Um, I saw the team. I was talking to a couple of lads about this as well. And it was a nearly an unrecognisable sight that Simonstown had out, and a lot of young fellas making their way into the field um, for Simonstown. So great victory for them uh, on Saturday. We we'll talked one goal and ten. column Kill Kells, one goal and ten. Um, uh, in Summerhill, one goal and twelve to Summerhill. Nafina, one goal and eight. In Folly Gibb again, as I said, um the one of the two predictions that I made from the weekend that were good. Wolf Tones, two goals and three, screen nine points. I'm gonna skip over that. You can head on over to our Patreon forward slash we are mead uh, podcast to hear the um the lowdown on that one and David Rispin's prediction on that one. Um and on Saturday, um St. Peters and Boyne, three goals and ten. Trim, three goals and eight, two-point victory for Dunboyne. Davey, any of them stand out for you? I suppose you have to look at Dunboyne and Trim. Trim, who seem to have got their house together in the space of a week and a half.
0: Yeah, uh, in fairness, they have um, and probably were a little bit unlucky not to get something out of that game against Dunboyne, who they themselves are missing a number of players. Um, Gail Columkill and Rotote was a cracker. It took a last gas Barry Farley free to get Gail Columkill uh, a draw in that game. Wolf Tones, despite only scoring two two goals and three points, get five scores. They managed to somehow chisel out a point. Um, so, yeah, it's some very interesting results all around in, in Division 1.
1: were we'll run through the fixtures
0: briefly, Davey. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, then. so starting in
2: Division 3B, these games all taking place on Sunday. It is St. Paul's against Central Saint second team. I wonder if that game will go ahead. Eastern Gales are supposed to be playing against Slane. I wonder if that one will go ahead. Uh, Drew Condra will take on Navin on Fords Mill will take on Courtown. So you're going to get your first taste of all football league action this year, Davey, on Sunday at 1 o'clock hope- in Bordsmill. Hopefully Thursday. Oh, hopefully Thursday. You're looking to switch it, yeah. is. Okay, And then uh, on Sunday, Clonard versus St. Mary's. That's again at 2pm. Um, going to Division 3A. It's Trim against Kilmainham Wood. This is on... Uh, so, sorry. No, that's last week's fixture. Um, on Saturday, it's Summerhill against Trim. It's St. Bridget's against Simonstown. It's Kilmainham Wood against Moila. It's Minaldi against Wolf Tones. And it's Kilbride against St. Colin Kills. And... Um, any of them stick out for you, by the way, Davey, in, in that one?
0: Uh, bridgardson and Simonstown looks like an attractive enough game. That was a great and game last year. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd imagine that will probably be one to to look forward to. Um, aside from that, Kilmainham and Wood and Moyla, even at this stage you feel it's nearly a must-win for both because they both had tough defeats over the weekend. Yeah, Kilbride
2: against Column Kills, that could be an interesting one as well. Two very youthful sides um, coming up against each other there. Um, moving on then to Division 1B. And, uh, sorry, uh, these are in the wrong order. We'll go to 2B, sorry. Cannegal against St. Peter's Dunboyne. It's Rathout against Screen. These two games taking place on Sunday. Well, they're down for Sunday anyway. On Friday, then it's Karen Ross. Sorry, they were last week's fixtures. I'm mixing them up here, Davey. Um, So on Friday night... Karen Ross take on Ballinock. Longwood take on coat, Screen take, take on Clannan St. Peter's Dunboyne take on Castleton. And Gail Column Kill take on St. Alton's. We'll move to Division 2A, making sure that there's none of the games last week in it. No, there's not. Blackhall Gales take on Dunbar-Emmets. Becktive take on Dunsany. Dunmore Ashburn take on St. Pat's. Dunshockland take on Kilmainham. And uh, St. Vincent's take on Meath Hill. Of course, Dunshockland and Kilmainham is a repeat of the uh, league final from last year, David.
0: Exactly, yeah. And there's a number of teams defending 100% records, like Blackwell Gales and Jabara, both winners over the weekend, and Vincent's and Meath Hill, both winners over the weekend. So 100% records are going to go there, and uh, some big games as well for the likes of Bechtive on home soil against Unsaney. That's a nice local derby.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to move up to now Division 1B and the fixtures from this one again. I'll just make sure I'm not reading out last week's fixtures. Uh, Navidamati's take on Waterstown. St. Michael's take on Centralstown. Um, Diliq Belystown take on Manalvi. Uh, all those games taking place on Friday night. Then on Sunday, it's Rakeney against Corraha, Nabraki against Oldcastle, and Sidden against Dundery A few tasty ones mixed in there, David.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see. Can Siddon get get a victory? I think they'll need points. They'll need to be good on their own patch uh, if they're to survive. Dundry are the same though Dunry under new management first came out for Michael Clark uh, I think um so that's a big game for for them and for him um and then other teams the likes of Banna Bracky in Oldcastle looks quite attractive yeah um but Banna Bracky looked like there could be a class above in this division.
2: Yeah, it'll be, uh, th- this will be a real test for them, though. They'll be coming up against one of the best in the division in Oldcastle. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Uh, finally, we're going to go to Division 1A. All these games are down for Saturday and Sunday. So the games on Saturday, the Shockland against Summer Hill, Collum Kills against Dunmore Ashburn, and then all the rest of them are on Sunday. Gail Collum Kill against Wolf Tones in Grange Garden. That looks like a tasty one. Um, Nafina against Rathout. Trim against Simonston. And screen against St. Peter's Dunboyne. The one that jumps off the page at you, though know, has to be Gail Colin Kill Tones.
0: Yeah, it always is. Um St. column Kills Dunham Ashburn good game. Dunshockland, Summerhill, Summer Hill, too, yeah. and, you know, had good wins over the weekend as well, defending 100 percent record. So division division one is blockbuster games really everywhere you look. Yeah, it really is. Um who
2: who who you know, we weren't expecting maybe to get the victory last weekend against uh, Dunham or Ashburn because they've so many players that are involved in county setups in you know, under 20 and uh, senior setups. And we were looking and going,
0: Dunham or Ashburn really aren't missing anybody. So huge victory for them in that local derby. That's it, exactly. Uh, great win for them. And if they can back that up with a huge win against Summerhill, they'll, they'll start to dream. Yeah, they really will. Well look, uh, we will be
2: reviewing all those games over in our Loyal Wild service. Um it's uh Patreon forward slash we are Me And as we said, we will be doing our previews and predictions for uh, round two of the all county Football League as well. So head on over there to get those podcasts.
1: Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P R Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910, or in store in Clonard County Meath.
0: Hi, Kevin Coyne here from P R Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath.
2: Moving on then, Davey, and it is time to go to our Lottos and Instagram
0: section. So we'll start with the Lottos. Sure, Mickey. First one I have up is from Dunshocklin and Royal Gales from last Monday night, the 27th. The numbers were 6, 17, 25, and 27. There were no jackpot winners. Three match three winners who were Oliver Gogan, Mark Galvin, and Amy Stanley. They collect 70 euro each. The next draw takes place on Monday at half eight live on Facebook. 5,200 euro in the kitty at Club Force. Kill, column kill from last week six seven nine and 14 were the numbers from the 2nd of March 3000 euro of a jackpot wasn't won uh, there was two match three winners who were a ten, Finn and Anne Smith they share 150 quid between them and they go with 3150 next week Cortown from last Friday night 3 sorry 13200 euro of a jackpot the numbers were 1 9 16 and 31 no winner uh, Richie Flanagan Trace Cod Marcus Manning Tweet McGrath and James Lochran were the tw- five 20 euro winners and we're back with 13,300 euro next Friday night at coretownga.com forward slash lotto Navinomatneys from the 28th of February no winner of their jackpot 1, 7, 12 and 21 the numbers match three winners sharing 200 euro were Niamh Dunnegan and Nicola McCauley the next draw takes place on the 7th of March they've got 8,450 euro Castletown from the 28th of February, 2,500 euro of a jackpot, not one. Six, 7 13 and 26, the numbers. 30 euro lucky dip winners were Jennifer Dunnegan by two, Colin and Carmel, Mary Smith and Thomas McKeown. Manalvi from last Monday night, the 27th of February, 7, 14, 16 and 20, no jackpot winner. Three 20 euro winners were Paddy Murray, Peter Collins and Paul Keneally. The next draw takes place on Monday at a... Uh, GFC.e, or you can play on the Club Force app They've got 1800 of a jackpot on offer there Longwood um, from the 27th also 1400 euro of a jackpot, no winner uh, The Lucky Dip winners were Celine, Joe and Jay Morris Dillon and Sinead Dixon 478 and 14 The number is 1400 euro on offer next time around Walterstown from last Sunday night, the numbers were 1, 9, 11 and 18. No jackpot winner of their 5,500 euro uh, top prize. They had three match three winners who were Lorraine Conway, Samantha O'Connell, Alan, Jerry Allen and Andy Hughes, who share 100 euro. The next draw is open and it's worth €5,600. You can play via club force or pick up an envelope in O'Brien's Baron Restaurant in Johnstown. And the final one on my list is from Minalti from last Sunday night. Mickey, uh, €8,400, 1, 11, 18 and 20. No jackpot winner. Four match three winners receiving €50 euro each were Charlie Maloney, Patricia Kearns, Pete Jay, Rogers and Martina Brennan. The one special online prize of €50 euro goes to Angela Lynch, and next week's draw will take place tonight, uh, the 5th of March, with €8,600 on offer. Brilliant. Central
2: lot Lotto last week was not won, and it takes place every Monday evening. It's uh, at a huge 2,500 at the moment, and you can do it on smart lotto, or you can go to any of their social media pages and get the links there. Uh, the lotto from Simonson last week, last Friday, the 3rd of March, was not won, the Jackpot was 2,450. The lucky dip winners were uh, Archie McCullough, David Dunn and Martin Gorman. The numbers drawn were 1, 2, 14 and 27. And um, finally, just on that, uh, Jelly wants to know, when am I coming to Oriel Park? Since I said I was a Dundalk fan now. I was talking to Jelly and he was asking me, do I follow it? I says, I kind of do. He said, who would be your favourite team? And I says, ah, oh, look, sure, Probably we have to be Dundalk. And from that, he takes it that I am now a Dundalk fan and he wants to bring me over to the town.
0: That's a nice, nice little gesture from Jelly, isn't
2: it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know he's a massive fan and goes over on a regular basis to uh, Dundalk and to Oriel uh, Park. I mean, uh, do you know, I don't like Oriel Park anymore. He used to love it when we had the grass pitch, Davey.
0: But oh, yeah. these
2: all, th- th- that all weather pitch is disgusting. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think they're talking about possibly um, doing something about it, aren't they?
2: Are they? They're talking about reseeding it. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah, It used to it used to
2: have a fabulous surface on it. It was a lovely playing pitch. I played over there a couple of times. So, um, yeah, um, nice pitch, nice stadium. Something there's a lot of character to it. It's there a long time. It's old and it's shoddy and whatever, but it's 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 pretty cool. And he was mm. Davy. Speaking of the League of Ireland, you have been on duty as well with LMFM, not only for the Mead limerick game but you've been
0: doing a bit of soccer as well with the lads on Friday mm. yeah I was doing Bohemians and Dundalk Dog. a couple of weeks ago Dundalk yeah Dundalk yeah yeah exactly okay. Bose won a 2-1 uh, Dundalk had a good bounce back win last weekend, though 5-0 victors over St. Pats on Friday night and Bose I think had their first defeat so wide open Rovers only one point from the first three games as well so yeah. should be interesting anyway
2: lost, lost to Derry City 2-1 was it uh, that's right uh, on home yeah. soil yeah yeah. On home soil as well, Derry getting two good goals. Anyways, um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of soccer when we go into our Instagram inter- interactive. But before we do go to Instagram interactive, Davey, just a little update there. I'm after getting a score, uh final score in. um, I don't know if you remember, but the under-15 boys' championship last year, Division 1, was halted right. yeah. due to an uh, unsavoury incident um, in the semi-final between Simonstone and Ratholk. Both teams had been kicked out of the championship, but that they, they they appealed it and were reinstated. Simonston won their game last week in the last group game, which meant that they were going to be playing Rathold in the semi final once again. <laughs> so they played in the semi final there this evening, and it went to extra time, Davey. Two cracking teams, it has to be said. Absolutely brilliant. But Simonston did come out victors in a scoreline of 2 13 to Rathold's two goal and 11. I know with five minutes of uh, the. second half of extra time to go, Simonstone were trailing by two points and kicked the last four points of the game to win it by two. So um, just delighted for both Rataut and and, and Simonson that they were both reinstated into that championship because what happened on the day of the game had nothing to do with any player that took the field. It was spectators and uh, officials that uh, caused the schmozzle, let's just say. But isn't it great to get that game uh, out of the way and, and, and that... Uh, both teams were reinstated in the championship.
0: Yeah, and that instance was was obviously put behind them as well, and they've moved on. So yeah, positive. Um, yeah, Instagram,
2: Shirley. Yeah, don't call me Shirley. Don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been called a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Brennan first in, and he said Moriarty has to start.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't
0: um, disagree with him.
2: That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, Davey you, you you you'd be a fan of Moriarty, and. um it's interesting the fluctuation in, in, in
0: uh, across the meat team from week to week, isn't it? It is, yeah. We, we talked about this a few weeks ago. It just must be done on training, and that's simple as so. It's, yeah. it's an interesting approach because it's not one you always hear that if, if they're training well, but you never, you rarely see it coming to fruition. With me, that seems to be the case.
2: Yeah, it really does, which means that you're
0: never getting a settled team. But anyway, yeah. Hyan uh, Rush said How not a penalty uh, I'm sure that's in relation to Shane Walsh's instant." Will you tell us about that David Yeah like he caught a brilliant ball over a head a Diagonal one and he To me he tried to stay on his feet Even though he ended up on the ground He got a shot away and probably was Maybe too honest I think if, if he had went to ground straight away He probably would have got a penalty As it was he probably still should have got a penalty But he didn't and the ball didn't go in the net And obviously that was a huge turning point um, the GA room Said Listing along It seemed Like they took The wrong options At the wrong time
2: That has been uh, A kind of A, a running theme Hasn't it um, Just Bad mistakes team, Over the last couple of weeks
0: Yeah Yeah exactly Not not controlling The controllables Like especially When you have Possession of the football Like We're, we're kind of Gifting team scores Without them having to really Kind of work too hard Themselves for them If that makes sense So
2: yeah, if we come under a little bit of pressure, we seem to fold and
0: give the ball back to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very nice. Very nice. Lo- lovely. Uh, Dara Tui said the new jersey. I don't know if you've seen this, Mickey.
2: Yeah, I saw the uh, the navy blue one. Yeah, yeah. way jersey. With the really green, nice. It's really, really nice jersey, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's probably one of the big positives from the day. Um, Or the only <laughs> positive. Um <laughs> Jamie Flatterdy said 17 points against absolute he is the poo emoji. Okay. Absolutely. Read between the lights. Yeah, absolutely. Don't like
2: that is the most concerning part about it is that um you know you look at you look at Limerick and um you think to yourself like they scored seventeen points against us like what have they what have they scored in games before this team?
0: Well, against Derry, they only scored four points. They got I think one eleven against Dublin. Who else did they play? Cork, I think they put up a decent score, but they obviously conceded 6-18. So, yeah, that was the biggest score I think they put up all league. Yeah, and that's,
2: that's the worrying thing, is that a team as bad as them can put up such a big score against you. Uh,
0: Rian Begley says, O'Caroline oh, College All-Ireland Final. Yeah, I know we've read this one out already, so obviously all eyes on that next Saturday. Yeah, 100%. Um, next Saturday, Dr. Cullen Park, 3pm,
2: um, oh, Carlin College of no, Norbert taking on um, St. Pat's of Castle Island
0: Andy Smith said sick of the negativity unwarranted and far from helpful can't just click our fingers it's a process
2: yeah no look we, we do know that um, we agree and we're trying not to be negative we're looking for positives as much as we can but I suppose we just want to see a little it, it's 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 criminal when you see the same mistakes being made over and over again Um. That's the probably the, the big thing. And again, was there large portions of the game today, Davey, where we weren't scoring?
0: It wasn't as bad, okay, as as other games. In fairness, they they sort of did score regularly enough, but probably not as plentiful, you know, in in those bursts. But yeah, it was a bit better in that respect. I couldn't really criticise them too much. Um, Joe McQueenie said, "Brilliant win for the under twenties and into a league final."
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what we were saying. Um, again. John McCarthy's lads did a job in Antrim on Friday evening and uh, made made the task for Tyrone on Saturday a difficult one. Um, and uh, by doing so, they have found themselves true to the Leo Murphy Cup final, which still take place again next Saturday as well against Mayo. So you'd be probably looking where will that game be played? Will it be played in uh, Westmeath, somewhere?
0: Yeah, no idea. Yeah. yeah. Robert Perfield said conceding far too much in games. Yeah,
2: that's something we're, we've been talking about and it's something that I'm sure we're going to go into more depth in, in our um, Lion Royals
0: podcast. Ben Hanratty said, what will Mead have to do to improve on to beat the Dubs in Park Talton? Davey, you, uh,
2: can you answer that? We, we
0: kind of touched on it, didn't we? We, we said obviously concede less, um, score more. <laughs> no, we obviously concede less We have to be a little bit more clinical We're not going to get the same amount of opportunities Against Dublin Um, I just think be up for it And, and make a fast start I, I think we need to put seeds of doubt in Dublin's head The one thing I got about the Limerick game Was that Limerick got on top And the longer they stayed ahead Or stayed close to us The, the more Mead got Concerned and got embroiled in it Do you know what I mean? I think Mead need to take a leaf out of that yeah. Against Dublin, yeah, and try and stay yeah. in the game for as long as possible, even if we're not in front, but just hang on to their coattails, yeah, yeah, no, no, 100%. Um, go again, uh, Craig DJ Manning just said Kilbride and the fire emoji. Um, he mustn't have seen the league final result. Um, uh, <laughs> no, they, they won at the league or, or the cup final, they won the league, they won uh, their first round of the league there at the weekend, I think.
2: Yeah, they did indeed. So that's the where the where that emoji is coming from, all right? The fire emoji. So they're back on fire, maybe. That's what it is. Um...
0: Yeah, uh, I just got a message in. I'm just probably not going to read that one out. Uh, Richie Quigley <laughs> said, um, I'm an optimist by nature, but that's a poor result. Thanks to the work of Cork and Loud, we won't be in a relegation scrap, but today was a very poor result.
2: Yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> What well, like we have to we have to look at the opposition and you know because when we play against good op- opposition and we play well we have to we turn around and we say well that's a good team and we played well against them this is a very very poor team and has to be said this of team so yeah um, I, I I can I can see what he's saying I don't want to um, to be negative but things are going to have to. Um, uh, uh, be better um, in the in, in the last two games and again
0: not only that but championship is only a couple of weeks away after the end of the league as well so, yeah you know. it's only around the corner Ben Farrell said can we stick with a free taker and someone to kick a 45 wouldn't see that messing at club level
2: yeah talk to us about this a bit Davey um, it was a couple of 45s where there was three or four lads looking to take them
0: yeah the, the first one was a Harry Hogan uh, was it a free I think on the 45 he came up and hit it he kicked it wide the next one was a free just inside the 45 which Jack Flynn eventually took even though Donald Lenahan was interested in it and the last one was Jack Flynn as well this one was a 45 he had a go at it and missed I think that's probably getting a little bit too much attention because I don't think the freeze was a major issue on Sunday like Matt Coster had two frees. he knocked him over the bar it's probably just the couple at the end, maybe that have got people talking, but people, yeah. It.
2: yeah, yeah, I know. But like, if you've got three or four of them freeze from similar position, and whenever, like, you got to leave one free taker on them because sometimes you need to get your right in. Um,
0: mm. with a long well, well, I think, I think he did that. I think, in fairness, Harry Hogan took at his side, left footer, and the other two, Jack Flynn took. Okay. So, but yeah, look at I, I see the point. I do.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: The last one is from PS Tapes, and he said, Enjoyed you two commentating. Mickey sounded like he'd a hell of a night out last night. <laughs> <laughs> <Go> on,
2: <explain. laughs> oh, just uh, the,
0: the, I was
2: on commentary um, for uh, Northern Sound on the Cavan game. You were obviously on LMFM for the Mead game. And uh, I'm still sick, Davey. So I am after the last two or three weeks, and I'm still sounding a little bit. Um, and did he uh, pick sick. up on that yeah yeah right. yeah 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 Paddy's shocking. He? he did he, he didn't miss he didn't miss uh he didn't he didn't figure out anything from the way you were talking today so he didn't no crisp 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 crisp, crisp on <laughs> mf <LMM, on laughs> well look um um yeah that's it um there's been plenty of talking points there and um, we want to get the positivity back meet of a two week break now before they face dublin in park Thulchen, and um yeah, um, there's lots of football in between. We've got the uh, meets um, under 20s out next weekend. We've got the Carlin College, uh, they out as well um, in the final. So plenty of football next weekend. And of course, the Camogues will be out. Again, next Saturday they're taking on Calvin in a Calvin venue. The Mead Ladies aren't out for a couple of weeks, I believe, Davy. If I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think is it the seventeenth or something.
2: Yeah, home home fixture against Waterford. And that was a massive game for them as well.
0: well absolutely, M- must win.
2: Yeah. Well, look, that's it from your uh, We Are Mead podcast for this week. So remember, We Are Mead. Why? There's more.